Howdy, y'all. You know what the you know what time it is. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for another edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Alex for his weekly contribution, please subscribe, like, and share the Smoky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can look back and see all episodes from preseason all the way to now. And uh, also, don't uh, forget to check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple and check out my writing online. So, uh, joining us for his weekly contribution is A, the leader of the Jalen Waterfall Offensive Rookie Year, and B, with the help of yours truly, playing in his Guillotine League Championship next week, Alex. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, Dylan. Pleasure to be here as always. Yes, sir. You've been uh, been coming to you for a little bit of advice throughout the year for my Eliminator Guillotine league and i am top two i moved on this week into the championship game next week so i cannot wait for that hopefully take take home a nice little prize pool but uh a week a week from today we'll be talking about that for sure yeah uh, how much you win for how much would you win if you win the team league it's a 14 team league 25 dollar entry so it's like 350 bucks winner take all that'd be, a, take nice, that'd be a nice dinner at divietto yeah something like that <laughs> Take out the mist. Take out the mist for a night stroll in the town. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to. I'll have to put it towards something nice. But I'm sure I could. Uh, hey, it's not. It's not over yet, though. Fortunately, though, the uh, the team who I thought was going to run away with it actually ended up being the team who got eliminated this week. So I think my chances got a little bit better. Just kind of depends on how the waivers uh, play out for me. <laughs> how do you have a waiver with two teams, though? Back and forth, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he'll forget to check. Maybe maybe his phone will break or something by Wednesday, and then I'll be able to scoop everyone up. But maybe the maybe the phone will be updated on Tuesday, right? Yeah, something like that. Well, you know who else was updating on uh, Sunday? How about the AFC North for the first time since what two thousand nine? The Cincinnati Bengals not only swept the Pittsburgh Steelers, but swept but. Uh, destroyed the Steelers 41 to 10 and be honest the game wasn't even that close Joe yeah. Mixon I think Joe Mixon's still running yeah on Paul Brown Stadium <laughs> it's been a big weekend for uh some running backs putting up some monster numbers and Joe Mixon was definitely one of them I mean 28 carries 165 yards two touchdowns I mean that he had four catches for negative two yards we don't have to talk about that but um you know, monster day for Joe Mixon, monster day for the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, who day? I mean, it's 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 Cincinnati Bengals time in that division. I mean, we've seen we've seen obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers been be dominating in that division. The Baltimore Ravens have had a really strong team, and the Bengals have. Uh, it's always seemed like they couldn't quite put the pieces together to figure it out, but here they are. And uh, after a forty-one ten victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're sitting at seven and four, and they're looking nice. I mean, be honest. When when have you seen the Cincinnati Bengals better than the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North? I I, I don't. I mean, I'm the only time I can remember the Steelers or the Bengals actually being good is the Ocho Cinco, TJ Hushmanzada, Carson Palmer days. And I don't even. And I mean, I know the Pittsburgh Steelers were a damn good football team around then too. So I mean. I don't think I don't think it's been since I've been alive. That's for sure. Maybe the maybe back in the day, but maybe the Andy Dalton teams. But the Steelers were still good then. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that either this, I mean, the Steelers, especially in the in that stretch of the early 2000s, all the way through the 2000s into the 2010s, I mean, the Steelers were dominating programs. So it's I, it's been unlucky for the Bengals, just the fact that they've been in, I mean, that that NFC, or AFC North has been a, a pretty powerhouse division between uh, back and forth between the uh, Steelers and the Bengals for quite some time, or Steelers and the uh, Ravens, I'm sorry, for quite some time, I mean, the uh, Ravens had the the Jamal Lewis, the Ray Lewis, the Ed Reed days back in the 2000s. So, I mean, it's it's been an uphill battle for the Bengals, but it finally seems like the uh, times are turning into their favor. Yeah, unfortunately, time might not be on the side of Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, could we be seeing the last few games of uh, Big Ben in, in Pittsburgh? I think we're going to be seeing the last few games of Big Ben in the NFL, unfortunately. I mean, he's uh, he's had a great career. He's had a long career. But, I mean, there was some t- there was some rumors even over the past two off seasons that uh, Big Ben was contemplating retirement. And uh, I think I think it might be about time that he hangs up the cleats. Just I mean, we see it all the time, unfortunately, with some, with these quarterbacks at the end of their ca- careers. I mean, Obviously, Drew Brees is going to be a Hall of Famer, and his last season, it seemed like he couldn't throw the ball farther than 20 yards. It's just, it's always disappointing seeing these like career guys in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position, kind of losing it a little bit. But uh, unfortunately for uh, Big Ben, and unfortunately for Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I think that that time is coming to an end. I mean, if you think about it, the 2004 draft class with Big Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, and Phil Rivers. Have combined for what? Four Super Bowl rings. Lord knows how many passing yards between the three of them. Mm-hmm. And countless memories. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna miss seeing Big Ben if he walks away after this season. Yeah, I mean, he's always been a fun player to watch. I mean, it's it, it, it's it was a different kind of quarterback. I mean, you don't see too many quarterbacks just get get hit by a defensive lineman, just shrug them right off. I mean, just seeing him kind of be able to be a physical uh, uh, quarterback and be able to run through people, be able to shed shed sacks like it's nothing. I mean, he was definitely he was definitely a fun one to watch, and uh, I think uh, obviously he's had a great career. Uh, we don't want to see it come to an end, um, but you know, can't beat Father Time, so. Uh, I think uh, I think he knows that it's about uh, coming to an end. I think Steelers fans know it's about coming to an end. And then the next the next task for them is trying to find a successor. Indeed. But they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to do some pretty good work to catch up to this uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase offense that the Bengals put together because they're putting up points. They're they're putting up a sh- they're putting on a show. And uh, they might be taking control of this. I mean, uh, obviously, Baltimore's still there. They uh, they had a, uh, a nice win yesterday. I mean, did you see that Mark Andrews catch last night, by the way? Oh, my. Which, which one? Which one? I mean, specifically the one where he got thrown to the ground and somehow brings that in with one arm. But, I, I mean, I know we're talking about the Bengals Steelers, but, I mean, it's all relevant to the same division. I mean, you know, I mean, we were talking last night. I needed – I think I needed like 11 points in the second half for Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson combined to get to that championship game in the guillotine. And, uh, boy, after that catch, I was feeling a lot better than I was at halftime. <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, the touchdown, and I'm sure you were happy about it. 
Oh yeah. I, that touchdown gave me the win. That's, that's what sealed it for me. So uh, shout out to Lamar Jackson, shout, shout out to Mark Andrews. They didn't quite have the weeks I thought they were going to have, but they did enough for me to, to get to the championship game. But you know, it's just, I mean, it's, we've, we've known forever. The AFC North has been, uh, you know, it's going to be cold when you're playing up there in December and you know, you're going to be playing some hard nosed football and, uh, you know, the Steelers have some stuff to work out. I mean, they've got a tie against the Lions uh, this season, which is never something you want to see. But um, you're going to have a little bit more problems than that when it comes to just filling the quarterback position. I mean, I don't really think the guy is on the roster behind Ben. It's probably going to have to be a rookie coming in or a, a free agent signing or something like that. But, I mean, typically when teams look for their franchise quarterback, they're looking through the draft. So, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be something that uh, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to figure out, but you know, that's part of the NFL. You get, you get a, you get a career quarterback for, for 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, it's nice to have it, but there's always got to be a next plan after that. But that wasn't the only game going on. We spent a little bit of time on that. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Indianapolis Colts? I think everyone assumed that this that there was going to be a running back taking over this game and uh, it was not Mr. Jonathan Taylor which I think a lot of people had Mr. Leonard Fournette put the four in Fournette and uh, he rushed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into a victory past the Indianapolis Colts what do you got to say about that one huh why didn't why didn't you score four touchdowns when you were in Jacksonville (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding but uh we always knew Leonard Fournette could be could be good. I mean, it was a top five pick coming out of LSU, but uh, probably one of the unsung heroes of the Bucks. Because when you think of this Bruce Arians offense, you think of Evans, Godwin, Gronk, the tight ends. You don't think uh, Brady. You don't. Think I was about to say, missing a guy. <laughs> you don't think of Leonard Fournette, but. The Bucks don't win the Super Bowl without Leonard Fournette, and they, but they sure don't win that game yesterday because Fournette, not just running, but a receiver, mm-hmm. was all over the field, 17 for 100, and seven will pass out of the backfield. And the, by the way, here's how good Leonard Fournette was yesterday. You know, you know how many catches Chris Godwin and Mike Evans combined for yesterday? Uh, how many? Seven. And how many catches did Leonard Fournette have yesterday? Same as Robert Gronkowski. I'll throw that in there too. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's when you think of the Tampa Bay Bucks this season, like you said, you think of those receivers, but obviously the guy you think about is Tom Brady. I mean, he's been, he's, he's the goat. I've, I've finally been able to acknowledge that he's the goat. And, uh, when you think about football teams that he's on, you're thinking of a passing game. You're thinking about him putting up 350 plus yards, throwing for four touchdowns. You're not thinking about their running back running, running for three and catching one. I mean, it, it was the Leonard Fournette show. It was, uh, you know, and it, it's I'm sure Brady loved it because I mean, it seems like throughout his entire career in the NFL or in New England, he, uh, I mean. New England wasn't known for having a run game because they didn't need to. Tampa isn't really known for having a run game because they don't need to. They got Tom Brady. So it must have been nice for him to kind of just take a back seat yesterday and just give the bottle uh, Leonard Fournette and have him do his magic. And by the way, what the heck happened with the Colts offense in the second half? Because it seemed like every play that I saw from the Colts, it was like fumble interception. 
Yeah. I mean, that was one of the oddest second half because to be honest, India outplayed Tampa the first 20, the first 30 something minutes of game, beating 24 14, that great fourth down call by Frank Wright in the first half. Well, but then the cold offense. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, obviously he's been the guy that's been responsible for the Colts' success over the last couple of weeks and over the season in general. I mean, obviously they started the season really poorly, but once they beat the brakes off Miami, it seemed to kick them into the next gear and they started stepping it up. But, I mean, a decent day for Jonathan Taylor, 16 for 83 and a tud. Uh, Michael Pittman, you know, he's been having a great year. That He's pretty much shut down four for 53. One of them was a 23-yard catch. So, I mean – it's just, you know, Carson Wentz, we talked about it a little bit last week. I don't believe in Carson Wentz as the franchise guy for any football team. I mean, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, I really liked him coming out of college. He had, a, he had an electric rookie year in Philadelphia. And it just, I mean, whether it's injuries or whether it's inconsistency, he's just kind of fallen off since then. And, I mean, he's a guy who can put you in situations to win a game. I mean, he's not going to – he's not going to – He's not going to be the re- – you're not getting blown out every single week with Carson Wentz as your quarterback, uh, as you might with some of these other team, uh, other quarterbacks that some of these teams have. But, um, I mean, he's, not, he's nothing special to me. So, I mean, seeing the five turnovers, obviously two of them were interceptions by Carson Wentz, it's just – I'm not sure if, if Indianapolis is too confident with him being the guy moving forward. I mean – as a as a neutral looking at Indianapolis, I, I'd like I kind of think I mean you've got a lot of good pieces here. Why not try and find a guy to be the guy instead of Carson Wentz? I mean I don't know I don't know if they're thinking about keeping him along keeping him around longer. But if I'm the Indianapolis Colts, I'm definitely keeping my options open because you've got some good players on this team. But I'm not so sure that Carson Wentz is the guy that's going to be able to take you to the next step. Might it also have helped if you held on to the ball yesterday? Yeah. I mean, you can't turnovers will, will lose you a game any 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 way you see I mean, any way you look at it. I mean, I, I obviously the game I was watching, the Carolina Miami game, Carolina was giving the ball back to Miami like they didn't want the like they didn't want it anymore. So and after a 33-10 win. That's, I mean, that's how it's good. I mean, if you, if you have five turnovers in a game, it's, it's nearly impossible to win that game. Obviously this has been a weird NFL season. I know what you're probably going to say. We've seen, we've seen it happen, but it doesn't happen very often. I know. Wait a minute. You mean Baltimore? You mean the ball threw four interceptions and the Ravens still won? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it happens. Uh, it, it obviously happens. You know, there's, there's exceptions to every rule, but I mean, I, I'll tell you what, there's not an NFL coach. Who, who there's not a coach in the NFL who after his team had five turnovers, even if they won, he's not going to be too happy with you in the film room the next day. Well, uh, from uh, one game with a shootout to another shootout, and uh, I think you I think you would agree with me. This was the game of the day everybody wanted to see. And uh, after the L.A. Rams and Green Bay Packers played, I think we can say this. Thoroughly, the NFL's best team resides in Green Bay, Wisconsin today. Yeah. I mean, Green Bay won the game 36-28. It wasn't even that close. Yeah. It wasn't even that close. I mean, that was a beatdown. Green Bay almost doubled L.A. time possession-wise, 39-40 to 20-20. Yep. I mean, 
Did you see? Did you see AJ Dillon running late in the game? He looked like Derrick Henry. I know. I, I mean, he's you know AJ Dillon's something special. Green, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it seems like everyone questioned them last season when they it was last season, I believe, when they brought in Jordan Love uh, when they already had Aaron Rodgers, and then they go and draft AJ Dillon when they already had Aaron Jones, and everyone's kind of like your first two draft. I mean, obviously they had Devonte Adams, but they didn't have a whole lot of talent behind him. You know, I know a lot. I'm, I'm friends with, I'm good friends with a Packers fan. He was hoping for a receiver in that draft. And then you see a, a quarterback and then a running back go as your first two picks. But I mean, these, uh, these green Bay Packers really seem like they, uh, they know what they're doing. It seems like, cause AJ Dillon, obviously Aaron Jones is back yesterday. I'm sure he's not, I'm sure he wasn't hundred percent. Obviously they were probably going to ease him, ease him back in, but they they didn't need him to be 100% yesterday because they have the quad father in AJ Dillon and I like you said I mean that man can run the football yeah i would hate to tackle AJ Dillon november december and january because as the weather gets colder Dillon gets better yeah yeah i mean he's he's definitely proving to the green bay packers why they why, uh, why they should have drafted him and why they did a good thing to draft him last year because I mean, obviously, uh, Aaron Jones is a great running back. He's a weapon. He's a complete weapon, whether he's catching the ball or running the ball. But I mean, why not have two guys? Because I mean, so a lot of there's a lot of teams in the NFL who don't have one running back they can count on. And for Green Bay, I'm sure they are very happy they have two. Yeah. And by the way, uh, bad toe, bad wheel, and all. I still think Aaron Rodgers can play football. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, 28 for 45, 307 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, it seems like he's doing quite all right to me. You beat one of who, for a long time of the year, everyone was saying the Rams were the best team in football. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said, I don't need a toe to show you that that's wrong. Uh, Speaking of the Rams, so what's up with L.A.? Because L.A. has lost not one, not two, but three straight games. Yeah. It's up with the Rams. It's a great question. I mean, obviously you give up 36 points. So you have to look at the defense in this matchup. I mean, Green Bay's got a, got weapons everywhere on offense. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, to, to kind of come down too hard on the Rams defense because it's like, yeah, you're playing Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. You're playing AJ Dillon's been playing like crazy. Devonte Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, yes, it's going to be a tough game, but. I mean, that's the thing, and that's the thing we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. We're getting into that stretch of that season. I've said it, I've said it, I think, on every episode over the last month, but we've gotten in, we're getting to that time of the season where you're going to be playing tough games. You're not going to, you're going to be playing in tough weather situations. You're going to be playing against good opponents who are hungry for the playoffs. And I don't care if you're playing Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. I mean, you've got, you got to step it up for every game. I mean, they didn't uh, statistically. I mean, Matt Stafford, 21 for 38, 302, three touchdowns. He had the pick. I mean, Daryl Henderson didn't have too much going on the, in the ground game. He had four catches for 18 and a touchdown receiving. I mean, their weapons, Cooper Cup had seven for 96. I mean, Odell caught the touchdown. He had 81 yards. Van Jefferson had 93 yards. I mean, they're putting up the stats. It's just, it's just a matter of controlling the game, being able to to, to stop the stop the offense on defense when it counts on those third down conversions and, and just being able to move the chains on offense because 
it's it's tough because you look at the I mean as a neutral if you don't watch the game you're looking at the second and you're thinking yeah I mean uh, the Rams look like they played a pretty good game but I mean then you see they gave up 36 points you know that they weren't doing something right yeah maybe the special teams unit should have just taken the day off yesterday because some of those mistakes will inexcusable I mean did you see like that dropping puns dropping yeah Having penalties, I mean, that was that was a, an oddity. Seeing a Sean McVay team, Mikoski dropped the dropped the punt. I mean, I, I I don't know. He looked like a who was the a Dolphin returner who kept dropping punts and kickoffs. Jakeem Grant. He looked like Jakeem the bad Jakeem Grant. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that it's just. I and, guess that yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it was like it's cold outside. I'm like, it's I'm like I don't need to hear that excuse again. Right. But I mean like, I'm like was... I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. You thought it was gonna be 80 and sunny in Green Bay this time of year? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I said, I mean it's the end of the year, you know you're gonna be playing cold games. I mean, turn the AC down to, to 43 when you're when you're practicing LA or something like that. You gotta do something because I mean, if you're if you're if the cold weather is going to affect you that badly, then you're not meant to make a playoff run, and you're definitely not ma- meant to make a Super Bowl. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but the Super Bowl is played in February, and uh, obviously, you gotta you gotta play a lot of January games to get to get there. So you know what also hurt the Rams? Look at the teams that beat them recently: Tennessee, very physical; San Francisco, very physical; Green Bay. AJ Dillon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Dylan. I mean, obviously, you know, they've got the defensive backs. And as far as like the passing game goes, I mean, they are relatively good in coverage. I mean, when you're going up against Devontae Adams, it's gonna be it does it's gonna be hard to stop him no matter no matter you put two or three guys on him. But I mean, you're you're right. I mean, those physical, those physical teams, they've been they've been kind of exposing the Rams and the Rams defense for what hopefully for them is not their true identity, but I mean, they're going to have to start working on things and practice. I mean, Sean McVay is a genius. I mean, if, if there's anyone in the league other than Bill Belichick, I think who can, who can try and work something out to fix this team. I think he's one of the top guys I'd be picking to do it, but I mean, they've, they're going to have to fix something because this is not the time of the season that you want to start slipping and sliding down the, down the standings. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and, and hopefully the fiscal Jacksonville Jaguars can punch him in the mouth on Sunday. I mean, if, if they can, you're going to be a happy man. You've beaten Buffalo once this year, so why not make it L.A.? I mean, the Jalen Ramsey revenge game. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey revenge game. I mean, you're talking about physicality. Maybe I should be starting James Robinson in fantasy next week. I'm just, think, I'm just thinking I'm already – I want to line up at least one Jalen Ramsey interception. Yeah. I mean, there's a good shot at it. I mean, and no then offense, after but... that point, and then after the pick, he will be penalized. All right, yeah, that that's probably a good bet. <laughs> but uh, you ready to move into our uh, our segment, Dylan? Yep. All right. So we had a little conversation. We decided instead of a rant today, we're gonna break out a new segment, and we are going to be doing quick fire questions or question quick fire, whichever we decide to call it. But uh, either way. Pretty much we got a couple questions that uh, we uh, just thought we'd like to throw in here and uh, see what each other thinks about it. So um, 
Who wants to go first? You go. You can go first. All right. I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with my fun one. I want to know, Dylan, if there was a million dollars on the line. Someone said, "I got a check right here. There's a bunch of zeros after a one, but you have to tackle one player in the NFL. Who is that person you're picking to make a tackle on to win a million dollars?" Is he? Does he have to be a current player? Yes. Active player. I they, I will be, say. Does it have to be an offensive or can it be a defensive player? You can do offense or defense, but you can't t- you can't do special teams because I'm not letting you pick a kicker. I would have picked the long snap anyway. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's uh, one easy name that jumps in my head, but yeah, I know, I know who you're gonna pick. Trust me. Who trying to think? Probably Derrick Henry. Wait, did you understand the question, Dylan? Yes, <laughs> yes. So you want to work for your money. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, credit to you for for even <laughs> volunteer. I mean, obviously, this is a hypothetical. But credit to you for taking on Derrick Henry for an opportunity at, million, at a million dollars. My pick is Tom Brady because I'm fairly confident I can tackle Tom Brady. Uh you could throw a nickel at me, and I think I could take him down. But all right, cool. <laughs> okay. Do you want to elaborate on that, or you want to just leave it there? Listen, Derrick Henry has kicked my Jaguars in the rear end for way too long. I'm sick uh, and tired of that guy rushing for 8 million yards against us. It's personal. I get it. All right. I like – see, I like that. You, that's – that's how I know you're you're, th- you're taking my question seriously and you're thinking about it because I mean if it, it, that you're gonna build up the heat you're, you're being like oh this man is has des- destroyed my Jaguars for so long and you're gonna have that momentum I like it I mean that's that's another reason why I'd pick Tom Brady so I mean it works out but I just think it'd be a lot easier to bring down the least mobile quarterback I think in NFL history other than Peyton Manning. Um, Wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got, I've got, did you remember Jared Lorenzen with the uh, New York Giants? Yeah, I remember the name. I mean, I don't really remember watching him play much, but I definitely remember the name. I think I had his training card at home in a box somewhere. Oh, gosh. Was it skinny, fat, or fatter? Uh, I don't even remember, but. <laughs> okay, enough oh. of that question. Enough of that question. Here's, here's right. an easy with all these great rookies on both sides of the ball this year, if you could start your team with an offensive and defensive rookie, who are you taking? All right. So we've been over it. We, we talked about this a little bit. It really, for me, it really depends on what my team needs are, obviously, because if I need a quarterback, obviously you think quarterback, but to, I mean, to start a franchise from scratch, would probably, I mean, then I feel like I would probably have to take to start a franchise from scratch. It would be a toss up to me between Trevor Lawrence and P. Sewell. Because to have either a 
a, a very solid offensive tackle to whatever quarterback I end up getting eventually. I know I'll have his blind side protected or just to go for the guy and grab the quarterback off the rip. So, I mean, uh, it, it's a top. I mean, obviously I want to say Jalen Waddle because I think he's one of the most electric players in the NFL, especially in this draft class. And uh, he finally picked up some yards after the catch yesterday, which made me very happy. But I think I will probably go with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's got a really bright future. He's got a, he's he can do a little bit of he's he's a good passer. He's got some mobility. I think he's a guy that could uh, set up my franchise for for a long time. As as far as defense goes, I had a pick, and my pick was biased. You yelled at me for it, but I'm changing my pick. However, the change of my pick is still a little biased, but I still think I'm telling you right now, Dylan. Oh Javon no, you're not gonna pick. You are not gonna pick Holland. Javon Holland is going to be the best safety in the in the NFL in next year, maybe. I'm telling you, Dylan. I have watched this man every single game of the season. He's gotten better and better every single game of this season. He had a beautiful interception yesterday where he read the route. His pass rushing is, I mean. We send him on a safety blitz. He I, he has a couple sacks already this year. I'm telling you, Dylan, it's biased. I don't care. Give me Javon Holland on defense. Second round pick. I don't even need to stay in the first round. The man is a baller, and he is going to be a star in the NFL. And you have heard it here. You've probably heard it a lot because he's been getting a little bit more attention lately. But Javon Holland is going to be a star, and I'm writing that name down and not thinking twice about it. Dang it. You took my quarterback. I took your quarterback. I'm sorry about that. Well, if, well, if I'm going offensive line, I'm probably going with the uh, Slater kid from Northwestern yeah. protecting Justin Herbert. But uh, unfortunately, uh, even though I'm not the biggest fan of this fella, Mr. Mac Jones is uh, cool in New England. Is uh, handling New England just fine? Yeah, he really is. I mean. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm like, is Mac Jones really a rookie? I know, I know, I know, I know. It's the New England Patriots have drafted another, they've drafted the next Tom Brady. I've heard it all, Dylan, but it's a good pick. I mean, he's been playing great this year. He hasn't looked like a rookie. He's had some great game management. I mean, I think they need to open up the playbook a little bit more for him, but I mean, right now, what they're doing is working, so there's no point changing it, but. You know, it'll be interesting to see how Mac Jones handles. I'm very, I'm, he's going to be one of the most ex- interesting people I, I plan on watching next season. Cause I'd, I'd love to see how defenses react to him with a little bit of film. There's a lot of players who have a sophomore slump. I'm really interested to see if he steps it up next year or if uh, teams start kind of figuring him out a little bit. If Bill Belichick starts giving him a little bit more rain on the playbook, whether it's some audibles or whether it's a little bit more complicated plays or deeper passes. Mac Jones is definitely going to be one of the players I'm ex- I'm interested to see the most on how they take a step from uh, year one to year two next season. So it's a good pick. I think Mac, jo- Mac Jones, he's he looks like the guy for New England for many years to come. But um, I, like I said, I'm very interested to see how he does next season, to see at, once there's a little bit of film on him, if he can still keep it going. Okay, and for my defensive player, uh, I'm not I'm not picking one of the excited most exciting rookies to see. I'm picking one of the most exciting players. 
whether he's inside linebacker, outside linebacker, pass rusher, DB, Michael Parsons a stud and might win defensive player of the year. Yeah, I, you're not wrong about that. I mean, that Cowboys defense has been dominating all season, obviously. Except against, Diggs, except against the Raiders. Except against the Raiders. You're right about that. But, I mean, Diggs has been trying to chase Xavier Howard's double-digits interceptions from uh, the other year, and uh, obviously Micah Parsons. That was a great pick by Dallas and, uh, Jer- and Jerry World. And uh, he's definitely fitting in well with the hard-nosed football that the Dallas Cowboys like to play. So, I mean, I still like Javon Holland. I think uh, I think he's going to be, uh, like I said, I have high hopes for him in the future, but can't go wrong with Michael Parsons at all. Want to move on to the next question? Yep. Is that me? Yep. All right. I want to hear Team Dylan. Because it's been such a weird season this year, I want to hear about a team who you thought was going to have a much better season than they are currently having right now, Dylan. Uh, probably Cleveland. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe I'd, I mean, I thought the Cleveland Browns would have winning the AMC North this year. I mean, true Baker dealing with 15 injuries hasn't helped, but uh, I thought the Browns would have been better this year to finish well last year. I thought second year with Stefanski would have looked better, but Baker didn't look great last night. I mean, Cleveland's running game was non-existent, which is rare with Cleveland's offense line and running backs, but the Browns have frustrated me yeah the Browns have definitely been underwhelming I mean it seems I don't know how big of a surprise it is because you know the Browns are the Browns I mean I, I don't know if anyone truly expected them to really be back or or here have arrived I don't know but they definitely haven't been uh putting out the season that I think a lot of their fans hoped and expected them to have I'm thinking I had two teams, obviously Seattle. I mean, Seattle sitting at three and seven. It's obviously there's been a lot of injuries for that team and you can never really plan for injuries. But I mean, even still, they still have a lot of talent on that team and to be sitting at three and seven. I think that that's a big disappointment. But another team that I I, I had as a sleeper team this year, I thought that they were going to be challenging uh, for their division title. And it was one of the worst divisions in the league last year, which is why I was thinking that they might be able to challenge for the division title. I had a lot, a lot higher hopes for the Washington football team this year, man. Uh, obviously, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a big part of that for me. I thought that he was going to be able to be a guy that could keep them in football games. Obviously he wasn't going to be perfect. I didn't think that they were going to necessarily be a, a, a great team this year. I thought they wouldn't make a wild card but if Dallas was looking banged up we I mean Dallas had so many injury concerns going into the season if Dallas wasn't the team that obviously they turned out to be I really thought Washington could have challenged them for that for that division and uh you know I thought Antonio Gibson I think has been one of the most disappointing uh players in the NFL this season and uh I just think with Terry McLaurin, uh, obviously Chase Young, Antonio Gibson, and Terry McLaurin, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I thought I thought that they were going to be doing a little bit better this year. I can't figure out the NFC East. Yeah. Every year, I can't figure out the NFC East. 
Yeah, I I don't think the NFCs can figure out the NFC East. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Giants beat the Eagles thirteen to seven. Yeah. Uh, Jalen and Jalen Hurts threw three picks. Yeah, I know, and that very, that upset me very much because I'm not I wasn't starting him in my guillotine this week, but I planned on starting him against the Jets next week, and now I don't know what to do because. I was really hoping I was really hoping he'd put up 40 points on my bench because it would have been nice. It would have been obviously frustrating not having him in my lineup, but it would have been a nice uh, little bit of comfort going into the Jets next week. And now I don't really know what to do with the quarterback position. So, yeah, that AFC East or, or NFC East, I mean, it's just it's a confusing division. It's the, the teams just seem to beat everyone. I mean, it looked like they were throwing games last at the end of last season so that their rivals didn't make it to the playoffs. I mean, it's just it, it, that is a weird division. You're right about that. Okay, now my question: Who's the best team in the AFC right now? Best team in the AFC, Dylan. It's I mean, it's tough because obviously I I think that's why you asked the question. I mean, the hottest team in the AFC is absolutely New England. Do I think New England's the best team in the AFC? No, I'm going to give it to the Baltimore Ravens. I think I think New England still has a couple more question uh, has a couple question marks that I'm I'm interested to see if they can uh keep up this pace going for the rest of the year. I mean, obviously, like I said, they're the hottest team in the NFL. I mean, they've been playing absolutely phenomenally and like I'm you're obviously uh very very high on Mac Jones this season, which a lot of people are deservedly. He's been having a really solid season. Their run game has been, I mean, it's been a couple guys kind of circling in, but it seems like they've been getting some some good progress on in the running game and their defense has been playing great. So I, I do think I do think New England has the potential to be the best team in the AFC. I think right now, even though the Ravens didn't look that good yesterday and they lost to Miami, I think they've got They've got the pieces that I, I'm more the most comfortable with going into the playoffs and going into the to the final stretch of the season. Uh, I'm not sure about Baltimore. Lamar hasn't looked great his last couple of times. I mean, trust me, he looked bad against Miami. Four points. Yeah. Now, true, we know what Lamar can do running. That throw, those throws to Mark Andrews were unbelievable. He's like a pin. He's like a pinball. It's like, duh, 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 and then, bang. Yeah. And we know Lamar can throw the bomb to Marquise Brown. But the way was just so, so dang good. Yeah. They're so consistent. I mean, Mac Jones, I mean, it's so consistent. Just fits in New England's scheme. New England's got a great running game. They've got a great offense line, a great defense, the best coach in football, a whole, maybe the best of offensive coordinator. Plus, you look at it, the team everyone thought would win the AFC's Buffalo has regressed a little bit. New England can win the AFC East. If New England can split with Buffalo, the Patriots can win the AFC's. I don't care if they have to. I don't care if they're the one C, two C. New England just playing two games. Like if New England and Baltimore played on a neutral field tonight, New England's winning that game, and I, I don't think it's close. Yeah. I don't think it's close. 
And like I said, I think they're the hottest team right now. I just think going into the playoff, I mean, if we're talking about best team as far as as far as how that they how this season's gonna go, who's the best team going, which the best team tells me who's going to the Super Bowl in the in the AFC. I mean, I don't even necessarily know if either of those two teams are gonna go to the Super Bowl because I think there's a couple teams that might have better playoff experience. I just I thought right now the New England Patriots are the best team. I but I don't think as the remainder of the season goes, I don't know if I trust a rookie quarterback going into the playoffs, whether even though he's coached by Bill Belichick, even though he's looked really good, I don't know if I trust a rookie quarterback going into the playoffs, going against teams like Kansas City, if they even get there, or just some of these, some of these uh, higher up teams in the AFC and winning a playoff game after a playoff game after a playoff game and taking the Patriots to the Super Bowl. I just don't know if I see that happening. I've but, got a well, I've got a question. Yeah. Pick a random number. Pick a random number and I'll tell you if I'll tell you if New England can win that kind of game. Pick a random number. Number? Yeah. 13. Oh yeah. They can definitely win that game. I don't know what we're doing here, Dylan. I mean New England's going more than 13 points. Oh, I'm picking how many points they can score. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they put up what fifty four against. The, I mean, it was the Jets, but forty five on the Browns. They can definitely score some points. I just, I I just don't know if when the pressure's on in the playoffs, if I'm trusting a rookie quarterback to be to win two three playoff games in a row. I mean, it, sure. I, I don't know. I mean, I are they the best team right now? Yes, I think the Patriots are the best team in the AFC right now. But as far as the best team as the season goes on and who's going to be making the Super Bowl in the AFC, I don't know if I can – I'm. that's all I'm saying is that I just – I don't know if I can give the Patriots the Super Bowl not in the AFC. But, you know, it, that's it's been a weird season. We both were probably – I mean, who knows? The, 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 the Chiefs could start figuring stuff out and embarrass everyone all I think I think the Chiefs have figured out stuff. Have you yeah. seen the last couple games? Right. I'm just – you know just it, it, it's i'm still just in so much shock about how they've started this how they started the season but you know it's it's definitely the afc the nfc is going to be fun to watch because there's a lot of really good teams who are playing really well kind of playing really well the afc where there's was a lot of good teams who have been kind of falling off a little bit and some teams are separate up so you know like we've said this is the fun part of the season i mean this is crunch time this is coming up to playoffs and this is where we get that seed but you got another question or do i have another question You've got. You can come up with the last one. All right. I want to know, Dylan. Who is your number one pick in fantasy football? If we if we were in a redraft league today for next season. Uh. What are the league rules? One point PPR. Um. Uh. 25 yards a pass uh, a point for quarterbacks 10 yards for 10 yards for catch or a rush for running backs receivers is it four points or six points a pass and touchdown six hmm uh Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook Okay. The PPR definitely helps him out a little bit there. I see. 
I'm not a, do you, do you want to elaborate or you want to just leave? I mean, it, it's a, it's a good pick. I mean, he's definitely going to be, up uh, there. I know Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey both sustain injuries, mm-hmm. but Dalvin Cook's too, but Dalvin Cook's a man amongst boys. You know, I, okay. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, I don't like drafting injury prone players. That's why I don't have any McCaffrey shares. That's why I don't have any Derek, uh, uh, not Derek Henry, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook shares. If it's me and I'm looking at the number one overall pick next year and I'm thinking, oh, no. I want- oh no, you are not, you are not going to pick who, give me a hint on your number one. Pick. It's between two people and it's neither of the, it's neither of them. I've got one a- is the best running back in the NFL. What? Derrick Henry. Wait a minute. Isn't he injury prone too? He, he not consistently. He's hurt now, but I mean, he hasn't really been suffering that many injuries in his career. And the other is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor's putting up a fantasy. I mean, he's he's got to be the fantasy football MVP right now for uh, as far as overall. Uh, and, maybe that maybe that Cooper Cup guy might have something to say about him. I mean. Jonathan Taylor has more fantasy points than Cooper Cup, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think obviously Derrick Henry getting hurt is def, definitely puts a little bit of a, a of a knockdown on that. But I mean, he was the guy this year up until he got hurt. I mean, I, I think pe- people were liking Derrick Henry even a little bit more than they were liking Jonathan Taylor, I think, for, until Derrick Henry got hurt. I mean, he was just it just seemed like Tannehill and the Titans offense. I mean, AJ Brown wasn't doing anything all year. Julio wasn't doing anything all year. Tannehill had a couple of good games, but it wasn't really anything that impressive. I mean, Derrick Henry was running the show. And when you have a guy who can run the show, it's, it's pretty nice to have that guy on your fantasy team, but you know, we never know. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's went number one in the majority of leagues this year. And I think, I mean, we saw what happened there. I think people were hoping he was going to be able to stay healthy, and he wasn't. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's why we play fantasy football. If we had all the answers, no one would play it. Yeah. Figuring out how to win a fantasy football league is harder than running than, uh, running on 5K. I can <laughs> attest. I ran one on Thanksgiving. Yeah, how'd you do? <laughs> it was a 1,500 to a mile too long. Yeah, I got you. Oh man, I ran a five k in a long time. I got. I'm gonna have to get one of those in. Yeah, maybe that'll be our next bet, right? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> that'll be the next bet. The next time the Dolphins and Jags play. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, ho- hopefully, we have a couple more years on that because I don't know if we can handle that again. You know we. <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't do a bet on that Man U Chelsea game because I mean it would have ended up being a wash either way. But we should have made a bet on how many times Jorginho left Santos score. Yeah, boy, that was. Oops. I was thankful for it, but I was right. Uh, whatever. He's <laughs> still in what seventh or eighth place. Yeah, but Ralph Ragnick's gonna come in and turn it around. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> All right. Thanks for hopping on, Alex. And uh, we wish you well in your game team championship and your Dolphins well against the New York 
football giants. Thank you, Dylan. Always a pleasure as always. Thanks for having me and uh, fins up, baby.